0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard believes refs have had it in for Rangers for years That's as the club closes in on the signing of Borna Barisic Celtic could make some signings of their own After a weekend when Brendan Rodgers spoke about Daniel Arzani and Patrick Roberts The draw for the Champions and Europa League qualifiers has been made And that means our Euro clubs know what lies in wait if they get beyond their current Ties. It is a Monday night. It was a fantastic start to the league season, and I'm in the company of Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. Weekend one of the new season, and have a look at us. Big crowds, goals galore. But in other news, every fan of every club in every country of the world thinks the referee had it in for their team. Rangers get mugged in Aberdeen. Stephen Gerrard took the huff. That's human nature and that's allowed But spare us agendas, conspiracies and historical wrongdoing There are only three things certain in this life Death, income tax and referees who make mistakes Carry on Alex Ray, it's uh, good to be back It's fabulous, uh, you look at the weekend Gordon It was a uh, brilliant week weekend uh, Week one of the weekend Controversy, red cards Red cards that may not have been uh, Appeals already uh, so I'm expecting a really busy night tonight Busy indeed, it's busy already But why not get involved? The more the merrier 0141 951 1025 is the number you need Maybe it's yesterday's game you want to talk about Maybe it's the red card to Morelos Maybe it's the penalty incident involving Dominic Ball and Josh Windass Or maybe it's Stephen Gerrard's post-match comments Suggesting that referees have had it in for Rangers for years 0141 951 1025 is the number We are at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well Well Rangers are going to appeal the red card Shown to Alfredo Morelos And uh, that will give us a Another dimension to this weekend one controversy I'll go back over what I said Gordon I think that Rangers showed yesterday They're a far better team than Aberdeen I agreed with what Stephen Gerrard said About being a class above Aberdeen I thought they truly were And there's no point in having post-match press conferences If you then pick a hole in everything that the manager says He was asked for his opinion and he gave it Where he got it wrong I think Is that he said Rangers were better than Aberdeen with 11 men And even better than Aberdeen with 10 men Absolutely bang on So, in other words Rangers get mugged it, it didn't have anything to do with The Morelos red card The SFA can now argue that one It didn't have anything to do with Dominic Ball not getting sent off Rangers Well that's were, hard to tell is it not? Well, well I think Rangers If you look at the progress of the match Rangers were a much better team From start to finish And then get mugged with the only shot at goal that Aberdeen had all day. It's a mugging. Well, Stephen Gerrard, though, says that Rangers have been on the wrong end of bad refereeing decisions for years after that game. He said aside, we're better than the Dons, despite playing most of the game with 10 men. But, significantly, he claims he wants answers when it comes to officials. I thought we were excellent. I thought we were excellent for, for 93 minutes. And then, unfortunately for me players, we've obviously conceded a goal. But I thought we were better than Aberdeen with 11 men. I thought we were better than them with 10 men. We looked like the team with all the ideas. We looked like we wanted to play the game the right way. And I'm absolutely delighted with the players, what they've gave me, especially when we went to 10 men, because I thought tactically we were spot on for you know, the majority of the game that was left. So it's a shame. It's a shame that we're not going away with three points, but I've got nothing bad to say about any of my players. I'm absolutely delighted with them. What did you make of Alfredo Morales' strike card? 
I think when you do stuff like that, you react like that, you leave officials with decisions to make. So we'll speak to him about the part that he's played in it. But we feel very hard done by because we felt he was provoked twice with violent barges. And no way in the world was his kick out violent. So we didn't think he deserved a red. And at the same time, over the penalty, there was no attempt to play the ball. So that's beyond me. I can't, can't be shown for that situation as well. So it seems that like the world's against us today. But we'll make sure that we get better for that. We'll make sure that we play better and try and put results to bed and get them out of the way because it looks like um, some more decisions are going to go against us as the season goes on. But yeah, it's gone against us today. The big decisions have gone against us. But at the same time, we're still much the better team today. I think if anyone in this stadium will watch this game know we're a better team than Aberdeen. We've just proved it. And we proved it with 10. You say you feel the, the world's against you just now. Is that the mentality that can help? Is that something you want to keep up with? Yeah, we, we need to try and use it to our advantage. But this is not just today. It's been happening for a while. It's been happening for a good while. What do you mean by happening? Yeah, I believe it has, yeah. It's my opinion. It's my opinion. Is that, is that watching footage, previous footage? Yeah, yeah. When you see it, mm. that's coming from yeah, just officials? Look, I don't think we ever we ever get anything to go for us. Everything always seems to be about Rangers. So someone should give me answers on that. I shouldn't be giving the answers on it. Someone should give me the answers on it. Who does he want to give him the answers? Who does he want? I think this is ill-timed and I think it's ill-considered and I think that Steven Gerrard is and should be a bigger man than all of this nonsense because, you know, I go back to as early as last season Celtic had Jozo Simonovic sent off Ibrooks, perfectly correct decision so did the referee have it in for Celtic that day? No, no he, he thought he saw a red card incident or his assistant saw the red card incident And off went Jojo Simonovic Every manager Thinks that the referee Has made a mistake I listened to Stephen Robinson At the weekend Talking about the, the, the Motherwell game At Easter Road He didn't agree with What he thought Were pivotal decisions In the match I wish Stephen Gerrard Hadn't opened This particular can of worms Because He's had a wonderful career Absolutely Glowing Illustrious career As a Liverpool player And I never heard them Mention any of this stuff About there was an agenda or a conspiracy against Liverpool. So the SFA are up against it now because Rangers have appealed and here, after one game of the league season, the SFA have a major call to make here and whatever they do, Someone somewhere will say they got it wrong 01419511025 is the number you need. Alistair is a Rangers fan. He is in Sweden, of all places. Alistair, what are your thoughts? Hi, good evening. Hello. Good evening, Gordon. Good evening, you, and good evening, Alex. Hello, Alistair. Uh, yeah, I watched the game yesterday, and um, I'm in Y-Stad, Estad. My wife's a Wallander fan, so it's where Wallander's filmed. So we're wandering about in this beautiful country, watching Wallander locations. Um, just wanted to talk about the game yesterday, which I watched on my iPad. Hugh? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I think you said in the, um, the show after the game, you said that Stephen Gerrard inferred that, um, that there was decisions going back years against officials. That's what you said, wasn't it? Well, he did more than infer. He said that, in his opinion, yeah. in his opinion, this had been going on for years. Can I say that what I think he meant was that he was asked a question by an interviewer, and when he said he wants answers, I think what he meant was, I've been asked a question. You want an answer from me, Stephen Jedd? 
So this is the answer I'm going to give, which he gave. And what he meant was he wants answers. As in, I want to ask the question. I want to ask questions the way you asked me questions. You asked me a question, and I've given you my answer. And I'd like, I'd like answers to this question. I think that he's a very intelligent guy. I think that he's thought about this. I think that he's probably watched loads of games. Maybe, and you also said, forgive me if you didn't, that somebody maybe was whispering in his ear or saying something in his ear about about previous L's against Rangers. Um, I think that he's he, he in his mind has looked at previous games, looked at previous decisions, and let's be honest, every manager only looks to their own club. They're biased by definition for their own club. So he's a Rangers man, he's a Rangers manager, so yes, he's concentrating on Rangers, but I think that he thinks that he's justified in saying that. I think that he believes that Rangers has, you know, over the over the few last seasons, had more than a fair share of the decisions that went against them, and I agree with him. Actually, I mean, can I just give you an isolated sort of example of what I think he was talking about? Yesterday's game, right? So you've got Morelis. That was a soft decision as far as I'm concerned. It was a diluted case of violent conduct, so you've got to send him off. But it was still, it was quite weak. But then you look at the other things that happened in that game. Ball, if it was a penalty here, why was he sent off? What did he do wrong? He, it was a penalty, right? Well, on the if basis, penalty, on, the basis that you, on the basis that you listened to the programme, as you've told us, uh, you will have heard me say that I disagreed with the red card shown to Alfredo Morelos and I disagreed with the decision not to send Dominic Ball off. So you're talking to the wrong man here. No, I, th- well, I mean, I, I, I'm only I'm thinking of talking about how one perceives what Stephen Gerrard is saying. You can take it in a certain way. if You, you can hear it the way you want to hear it. Or you can just listen to it as just a statement. He he said what he said, but he thinks and he believes in what he says. And no, I don't. I, I don't think. It, I don't think that part of it was open to interpretation. The whole business of Morelos's red card and the decision not to dismiss Dominic Ball is very definitely open to interpretation. Does it conform to the letter of the law? Do both cases conform to the letter of the law? That's for the SFA to decide. However. When Stephen Gerrard says that, in his opinion, this has been going on for years and that, that he feels Rangers have been getting the wrong end of the stick, then I don't think... And when he says, I want, I want answers, I don't think that's open to interpretation. I want answers means I want somebody to tell me if what's been happening to Rangers with regard to disciplinary decisions has been fair. Alex? Well, listen, I, I think... Um, can, oh, oh. Come back to the actual incident, Gordon. And well, let's deal with the comments first, if we can, just because that's what the caller was on about. We're definitely going to cover off those incidents later. Yeah, in terms of what Stephen Gerrard said, yes. for me, he should have concentrated on the game solely. I don't think he should have concentrated on past things. I think he should judge it on its merits as a manager now. Uh, I think if you go back over the last couple of years, we were just speaking yesterday about Motherwell, uh, they had several red cards overturned as well Rangers did last year as well Everyone has a gripe So I think he should focus now Now whether he, the, uh, the caller Alistair is saying that He wants answers for some of the decisions yesterday I totally get that But to to refer back to years I think we're going over all ground mm. We've been covering this for, for years now So let's focus on the job at hand Rather than looking back Because you were very clear in your comments yesterday Alex 
When Stephen Gerrard made them at the time You disagreed strongly with the notion that there is any conspiracy If you can call it that against Absolutely. Rangers No listen, the, the, for me there is no conspiracy I've, I've been saying for years on this programme That the level of refereeing The big decisions And, and again we're speaking about them now on the, the first weekend mm. I don't think there's a conspiracy I think that the level of refereeing And I think it, I think it gets highlighted more when it's Rangers and Celtic because of That's well, natural isn't it Absolutely because of the two biggest clubs And we'll be speaking about these for days I just find it a problem Alec when we, And I agree with what you're saying But if we narrow it down to competency The competency of our match officials And people always say SFA should get this sorted out How do you sort it out? You can't look Kevin Clancy in the eye Or Willie Collum or any other referee And say Listen You must be a better referee <laughs> next weekend <laughs> they are what they are They're either Applying the letter of the law Or getting it wrong And uh, you know In my interpretation of events yesterday Kevin Clancy got it wrong With both Morelos mm. And Dominic Ball However I'm perfectly happy now For the SFA To have their panel And to adjudicate Rangers have said They will appeal Morelos's red card Why Let Why do judge. you think That was the wrong decision Then explain it to us Show sure you're working If you like Why should Alfredo Morelos In your mind Have stayed on For me And you read out The, the, the exact wording Of the rule to us yesterday It's a red card Only if it is Excessive force Or brutality yeah. I cannot consider that To be excessive force And certainly not mm. brutality Again I looked at it On television last night Scott McKenna doesn't even notice it's happened. He, he continues. Flinch. He continues to defend Rangers' move, and I'm sure that when the the whistle blew, Scott McKenna must have thought, mm. "What? What was that all about? What, what's gone wrong?" That said, Alex Ray, I know yeah. you are also interested in Morelos's part in it, and absolutely whether we we can debate all night excessive force. How on earth do we prove that from here? We cannot. But what you're interested in is is his part in it. Yeah, listen, since he came to Scotland, I think the kid's done brilliant in terms of the goals he's managed to get last season. Uh, he's the number one striker at Rangers at the moment. He is constantly getting riled by opponents and it's something he has to overcome because everyone has identified that. They're targeting him, they're bumping into him, they're trying to get in his face and they're looking for a reaction. Uh, Stephen Gerrard said directly after uh, the full-time whistle that they will have a word with him. And I think it's important. I also think senior players at the club need to get in his ear as well and say, listen, you need to box clever here because people are going to try and exploit your vulnerabilities here. And it is clearly a vulnerability for the boy. John is in Parkhead. Hi, John. Good evening. How are you doing, Alex? Good, John. Hello. Uh, First of all, Alex, Alex, how you doing? I'm good, John. Good, thanks. Alex, I would like to thank you for your honest comments on Nacho Novo. Aye, no unbelievable, problem. Unbelievable what we need that guy suffered. The dickless that's it. Scandalous. I don't think anyone should think me that, John. There's only made a few people that spoke, spoke their mind, and you're lying, so I'd like to thank you for your, your honesty. Can I go into the game yesterday, please? Sure. On you go, John. Uh, obviously, everything's been covered, Gordon. Gordon, sorry, everything's been covered. The, one that, the point I want to make. Is the tackle for Stevie May? Yeah, Ryan Jack. Yeah, or the the, the it's sort of aerial a, challenge. An aerial challenge, Gordon. Gordon well, John, John, John. I'm just saying it was it was in the air. I'm not I'm not arguing with you. No, no in my in, in my in my point, in my you get no, no intention of winning the ball. And if you watch his elbow, his elbow actually crushes into the back of Ryan Jack's head. Shocking. And Alec, you Alec, you know Sam McManus, don't you? 
I did. I've yeah. I, I let him go. You're Dundee. Ready, ready, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Listen. I know Tom. But listen, John. Seeking back to that that instant. I think Stephen May knows that he's not actually getting to win the ball. Yeah. He's he's lit to try and lay one on, uh, Ryan there, and there's no two ways about that. And I've, I said to Hugh, and I said it on the program. I've done it to players myself. It's a kind of wee sneaky one where you're thinking, oh, lovely, he's up in the air. He can't actually brace himself for the impact and then you lay one on him. And that's exactly what he did yesterday. It is no more than a yellow card because it's not really violent as such. Unfortunately for Rangers, it was a key time in the game right. because what happened was the key player in the pitch, and I have to say, he's actually, Ryan Jack is actually turning out to be a really impressive start to the season. And when he went off, I thought Rangers lost their kind of Flow a little bit uh, As Yari come on He's not defensive minded And I thought Aberdeen Get a little bit more momentum uh, From that So But listen From an Aberdeen point of view Derek McInnes will be going Lovely The key man's off And you try and do things Within a game As long as you're no Getting red cards Gordon You know what I mean So John times against me Ever so slightly So, But I want to get your view On the on the big talking points If you like You know Morelos for instance What, what did you make of that incident? I, God, I don't want to get to what happened last year in certain matches, but I've watched a few times a day. And for me, it, it was daftly done, but it's a yellow card. Uh, the, the Rangers, they controlled the game. I mean, and sadly, they, they, they shut their eyes for 10 seconds and it, it causes the three points. And just a wee bit to show, show that the, the, the previous caller said it to you. If you find there's somebody telling Stephen Gerrard something, why do you not come out and name them? Well, because <laughs> I don't know who I is, because <laughs> I, I, Unless I can have... Categorically assure you That a person Told Stephen Gerrard something Why would I be daft enough To, to, to say well, Why are you bring up The first place for then? Because Stephen Gerrard Has been down in England Had a wonderful career And I can't believe That Stephen Gerrard Spent his time Going over Harsh decisions Against Rangers I think if he'd Watch the games to see who was decent And who was able to be let go by Rangers That's perfectly understandable But I don't think that Steven Gerrard Went through every Rangers game Looking for questionable referee decisions Big thank you to John and Parkhead We're going to take more calls on this for sure And we'll hear from Celtic boss Brendan Rodgers That's coming up after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Lots to get through It was a fantastic opening weekend in many ways High drama, controversy Some interesting football being played as well So get in touch, let us know what you made of it You can tweet us or call us 01419511025 is the number you need Craig is next up from Irvine Hi Craig Hi, how you doing? Good, thanks. Hi, lads, how you doing? Good, Craig. Uh, Hugh, I'll need to put you up on two things, Paul. Right. Just the, the two? Captain, He's getting better. The Morelis um, kicking out, right? It's not exactly as if it's his first but uh, uh, kicking out any players. He did it a few times last season. But what you're saying that it wasn't a sending off, that means that every player in Scotland that has a swipe at somebody but it doesn't connect... They don't get sent off here So it's just Fresher kicks at Abde Well let's deal with that First of all Whatever uh, Alfredo Morelos Did last season Is of absolutely No consequence We're discussing An incident In a game Played yesterday And the decision Arrived at By the assistant referee And the Punishment carried out By Kevin Clancy The referee all a matter of personal interpretation. You have your interpretation of the incident and I have mine. 
Now it goes to football's version of the Supreme Court. Now it goes to an SFA panel who will have to determine whether it was worthy of a red card or not. It's a very simple life we lead here. In my estimation, I don't think that the red card conforms to the letter of the law because I don't think that what Alfredo Morelos did brought excessive force or was brutality. Right. No, no bother. So do you disagree with that bit, Craig? Do you think that that kick was excessive force or was an example of brutality? Well, it was, it was a kick out. No, no, I, I know that. And Craig, but I just want to be clear because... These aren't our words I'm, I'm just trying to Kind of make it clear With regards to the rules You know It has to be excessive force Or brutality If you tell me you think It was those things I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you I'm just curious to, to find out In which way you think It was a red Because it, it ju- it's simply being A kick out Is not enough According to the rules Not according to me Right so, so where, where do we actually Stop at it That's a good question so That's down to interpretation, interpretation That's a very good question The exact same Yep yeah, and Craig's exactly right, Ali. Like I say, this is not yeah, this is not my sense. viewpoint because no. it's now left up to someone to decide at what point the force yeah. becomes excessive and on yes. which side of it Morelos's kick was. Because yes. let's let's be very clear here. Even if you so, so so Hugh doesn't think it was a red, he he's still admitting that Morelos kicked out. It's got McKenna. I mean, yeah. that bit is not in debate. The bit that's up for debate as far as the disciplinary rules go yes. was it excessive yes, force? Yes, How do we know? Goodness knows. We don't because it varies from individual to individual, Gordon. We, I've just watched something on social media a minute ago and you look at it and it's a very similar type kick. However, it goes down to the linesman's interpretation. I think this is one of the things that goes back to the individual who actually administered the kick, Alfredo Morelos. If he doesn't get involved in that, this doesn't become an issue. So there's like two different things. The linesman made his call. That will now go to appeal. Uh, the appeals panel will look at that and go, well, is that excessive force? I don't know how the appeals panel works with, you know, the Rangers present five similar type ones that result in yellow cards or do they just take it in that individual merit? Craig, I'm only concerned with the letter of the law, as I say. You've got your interpretation, I have mine. If Gordon Duncan introduces a rule for 2019 that you have to be six feet tall to appear in this programme... I won't be here. Neither will I and neither will Alex, so (laughs) we're pretty quiet. (laughs) Mr Little's on again. What was your other point, Craig? Just, Just a quick one. Regarding the penalty kick, um, and I'm a St Murn fan, so I don't think I'm into Rangers, but the penalty kick, it was a stonewall penalty kick. It should have been sent off, but I'll, I'll ask Alec. Alec, did you see Kula Bali going for the ball? I did do, yes. I uh, think he was offside. Yeah, he's clearly offside. But listen, see if you take it there, uh, and again, it goes down to who actually gets to the ball first. Um, I showed some of the guys prior to coming on the show that Dominic Ball actually gets... There at roughly at the same time as Koulibaly In my estimation Windass is about a yard ahead When he pulls him back And so I feel as if Windass had would have got to the ball first But the, the thing is If you're saying that Koulibaly then comes into play Then he's offside But for me I feel as if Windass would have got to the ball mm. first Hence the reason why I still maintain it's a red card yeah. See that, that is Hugh what, what a complex situation Because Craig is right Koulibaly is in an offside position yeah. So that's where we could, I suppose, show an example of how difficult it really is for the referee. Because not only then does he have to have a look and say, "Okay, Dominic Ball pulled back Josh Windass," uh, but was it a clear goal scoring opportunity? Because who was going to get there first? Was it Koulibaly or yeah. was it Windass? And if it was Koulibaly, he was offside, and therefore it's not a sending but, off. But God, Gordon, that's tough. Gordon, see, see at the point when the referee's blowing for that whistle. 
I'm not even sure that he's anticipating this Koulibaly in the, the equation when he sees him pulling him back. It's very difficult to say, right? Oh, he's offside. He's pulling him back and assess all that within a second and come up with a judging it's a red or not a red. I just wonder if we're all hyperventilating because this was Stephen Gerrard's first game because if we are going to argue over every (laughs) penalty like this all season long, this will be the longest season in the history of football in this country. But you almost feel sorry for... Uh, Kevin Clancy at that point Because people are saying Well why didn't you see That Koulibaly was in an offside position And why didn't you see this And why didn't you see that You know He doesn't He really truly doesn't have Eyes in the back of his head Yeah listen Listen there's several things That Rangers fans will be a wee bit upset about Particularly with a linesman If he's looking along the line And he sees that kick out The couple of barges By McKenna Is a forceful Particularly the second one for me, if that was a yellow card and Morelos got a yellow card, I don't think anybody flinches. But when one gets a red card and nothing's administered to them and then you have oh. the Stevie May incident as well, I think everyone's agreeing here that, that that was clearly a yellow card. Nothing was administered. So I can understand people's grievance. Thank you to Craig and Irvin. 0141 Let's hear a bit from Brendan Rogers. I am in no doubt whatsoever we will take more phone calls about the refereeing decisions at Pataudry yesterday. But let's hear from Brendan Rogers. He was pleased with the way his Celtic side handled their opening fixture against Livingston. It was a 3-1 win at Celtic Park on Saturday. Now, the Hoops boss also confirmed a deal is in the works to bring Australian winger Daniel Arzani to the club on loan. That's after he completes his move to Manchester City. Very, very good performance from us and on the back of the the game in the week as well so no, I thought we played the game with real good energy and good tempo and never easy when teams are sat in like that and deep and, 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 and credit to T. Livingston because they, they make it difficult for you and, and they're a very honest group of players that you can see very spirited in terms of you know the work rate and everything but uh, I thought some of our play today was, was exceptional our only disappointment was the goal at the end we just failed to adjust to obviously Olivier being, being injured so we got to just sort that problem out on the field at times whenever uh, he can't then get back in and track the guy who scored So, uh, but apart from that there were so many positives from today and you want to start with a win which we did obviously taking Hudson off and trying to get Lee some game time you know, and he was excellent I thought when he came on good movement running in behind touch was good worked very hard giving young Mikey some game time as, as well as long as the others you know as well like Salustic and uh, and Simonovic getting games and Tom Rodgick so um, so yeah so we tried to, to manage that side of it but I thought we'd moved the ball about very good movement in the final third looked a real creative threat and like you say for those guys that haven't played because you're trying to manage that there's not 11 players that are going to get through all of this period um, and, uh, and and especially you know at the beginning of the season so uh, so we're having to look at it and manage the players when you bring them in and when you take one or two out Without uh, disrupting the fluency of the team. Daniel Alzani, He's obviously, I believe, finalising his deal with Manchester City and in talks with ourselves in order to come in as a possibility. So, never exciting young talent. Uh, we'll see if we can get that uh, organised in the next few days. I think the return of Griffiths is uh, significant, Gordon, because. Uh, there is Odson Edouard, he's fit There is Griffiths, uh, there's no Dembele Celtic I think need to Get a commanding lead Against AEK Athens on Wednesday night um, You know, you hear Differing reports of AEK and uh, how they are At this stage of their season But I think you need A real good win at Celtic Park And the return of Griffiths 
at just the right time could be important because Edward uh, is doing a terrific job for Brendan Rodgers but you always need a bit of backup as well so the Griffiths return comes at just the right moment and I must admit there was a time when I didn't expect to be talking about this name again but what about these quotes attributed to Brendan Rodgers about Patrick Roberts he says I think Patrick is one of those players you look at and see what happens over the next period of time he's been away with Man City in pre-season and our eyes are open to lots of options yeah I wouldn't be surprised if he came back uh, I think he's done really well particularly the first season uh, a lot of injuries last year can have an impact at this level uh, a match winner changes games obviously made an impact in the Champions League as well last year I'd, I'd heard a, and again there was a rumour last week that they were actually going to sign him it wasn't a loan deal I'd heard last week from someone within football that that was going to be the case. Celtic and Patrick Roberts. Yes, I'd heard that last week. Okay, Stephen's next up. He's a Celtic fan from Whitburn. Stephen, we've just heard from your manager there. What do you make of the potential incoming of Daniel Arzani and all this Patrick Roberts speculation that's back again? Hi, Gordon. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Um, it's, it sounds good. I mean, Patrick Roberts, yeah, he, 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 was, he was injured a lot last season, so I'm not saying it's a gamble, but I don't know, would he get into the team? Would he, who would he displace from the team? I mean, Sinclair doesn't play every week, so it wouldn't be Sinclair's spot he would take. But, I mean, he is a, he's a second player. And again, it depends. If he was if Celtic were buying him, then I would doubt for that. But if it's another loan move from Man City, I don't know how long he's got left on his Man City contract. I don't know. I, I, I do like Patrick Roberts. He's a great player. Uh, but if it, was, if it was me personally, I would want him to come in and Celtic to pay some sort of money for him and then at least he's here, he's settled and then he can fight to, to, to get into the team which I think he possibly could do if uh, if he's injury free Arzani, I think I've seen him a couple of times at the World Cup he had a couple of games for Australia mm-hmm. and uh, he looks promising again, um, it's the, the Man City thing uh, players coming up and uh, trying to get some game time and I think uh, the Scottish game would suit him because um, he, he, would learn, he would learn the ropes up here it's a hard competitive league, as, as everybody knows, and uh, it's, it's maybe something that the boy needs is, is he needs yeah. to, you know, to maybe build yeah. himself up and uh, come up against uh, players that are maybe not as good as him, or you know, this, you know, got the potential, but uh, that are going to, that are not just going to stand back and let him play mm-hmm. football. They're going to, they're going to get in about him. So yeah, I think that'd be a good signing as well. Alex, can, can you see them both coming in? I'm talking about. Stylistically And then the number of players that, that Celtic would have In that area Is that something You could yeah, still see happening Absolutely It's one of the things That Celtic have done In recent years Hugh. They've brought in Patrick yeah. Roberts They've brought in Young Lewis Morgan as well uh, Sinclair hasn't really Hit the heights uh, He's kind of been In and out of the team For the last You know Six months or so And he's not really Featured this year uh, So He may well be one That might go out the door They might want to Freshen things up um, But you know It's exciting times Because what the thing is About Celtic Is they are um, got so many options This would give them Another one or two options Offensively And it just becomes More and more difficult For the opposition And Brendan Rodgers Will want as many players At his disposal Because they'll be fighting mm. For in every front You know I think at all times Managers and supporters Say well Is that player Better than what we have already In the case of Patrick Roberts He has a special place In the hearts of the Celtic supporters They took to him immediately uh, and we're sorry to see him go Although his second season was blighted by injury But if Celtic announced that they had signed Patrick Roberts On a permanent deal I think the supporters In the main Would be very happy Because he is better Than those who are in front of him in the queue 
Uh, and I think that he would be one of those who would make a large contribution to your season. Stephen, did you have a final point to make? Um, well, I mean, I'm happy with the way the Celtic played. I was at the game on Saturday and I thought they, they played really well. Um, Livingston, they're a, they're a stuffy team. They play it, they play it long, they play it quick. They, they get the ball up and, and try to, to get in amongst the, uh, the opposition. I think they're going to struggle this year, Livingston. I don't think they have much up front, so I can see them. Uh, struggling near the bottom of the, of the league unless they get somebody in before the, the transfer window. Just on the last thing, uh, I know it's a, it's a, it's a Rangers point, um, but I, was I right in you saying that uh, when, when the caller was on, a couple of callers before says that you know Morelis kicked out and uh, you know he, he's had uh, he's had previous on that and Hughes turned around and says that it doesn't matter what he done the last few seasons. So why is Stephen Gerrard bringing up things that's happened in the past with Rangers? Well, I mean, maybe you should listen to Hugh and listen that Hugh's saying, OK, yeah. like the slate clean every season, you start afresh, these things happen, the referees are coming into games um, just like players, you know, yeah. they're, 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 they're not, they've had their pre-season, they're, they're going to make mistakes. Everybody knows it, I mean, we've seen the World Cup, we've seen the amount of mistakes that was, yeah. that was yeah. made and, but, and VAR was, I thought, was a... probably a, a success when, you, you, when know, you think about that. If you introduce VAR in this country, It'll take a matter of weeks before someone says VAR has an agenda. Uh, so that's just the country that we live in. Uh, when I said to the caller that what happened to Morelos last season is absolutely no relevance, it doesn't. Because you're only discussing Aberdeen versus Rangers at Petaudry. Was it right to send them off or was it wrong? Mm. And that's for the SFA to decide. And with regard to Stephen Gerrard's remarks, there's a last thing we need. And every manager... In every country Thinks the referee's against his team Thank you to Stephen in Whitburn Gary's on the line Wants to talk about Patrick Roberts We'll get to that in just a second Rangers are also closing in on a deal For Osijek left-back Borna Barisic A £2 million fee for the left-back Let us know what you think We'll get to that after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims For 40 years Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans here with me Gordon Duncan and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers are very close indeed to finalising a deal for Osijek left-back Borna Barisic just played against Rangers twice in the last couple of weeks and it looks like he's going to be a Rangers player within the next day or so so get your thoughts in on that 0141 951 1025 Let's speak to Gary in the Gorbals though first Hi Gary How you doing? Good Gary, what's your point? Um, yeah, well, a couple of points, uh, certainly about um, Stephen Gerrard's ludicrous comments yesterday, but firstly, um, Patrick Roberts to Celtic. I think it's a bit of a no-brainer, in my opinion. I know there's a lot of Celtic fans that have made peace with the fact that he's that way back to Man City, but I think the advantage lies with Brendan Rodgers and the fact that the transfer window down in England closes at the end of this week and the Scottish window stays open, so... Obviously, if nobody comes in for, for Patrick by the end of the week, then I think a, a deal will hopefully be done. And hopefully this time it will be a permanent deal. Whether it's Patrick Roberts or, or anyone else for any other club, Hugh Keevans, it's going to be an interesting dynamic this year. The oh, fact yeah. that the English window closes early. Yeah. And just to see what type of knock-on effect that has for us. Yeah. Um, with regard to Patrick Roberts... It's the log jam. Yeah, as I said, I believe he holds a special place in the hearts of the Celtic supporters, and I believe he's a real talent. Um, but what price then? Johnny Hayes, Lewis Morgan, Mikey Johnson, who, as Brendan Rodgers said, get some more game time at the weekend there. 
Um, where are all these winners going? Um, again, at a time when Celtic might be looking at the, the defence to see if that could be tweaked or not. But I do believe if it was announced that Patrick Roberts was on a, signed on a permanent deal for Celtic, uh, the majority of the supporters would be delighted. Gary, what was the point you wanted to make about Stephen Gerrard? Um, it's, it just seems to be a bit like Pedro II um, after hearing them yesterday saying about you know decisions going against Rangers for years. Uh, I, I didn't realise how big a Rangers fan Stephen Gerrard quite clearly is, um, and also the fact that you know it's us against the world mentality kind of thing. I, I think he, he, the worry signs are clearly already there, and maybe you know it's, it's a sign of panicking. You know, Aberdeen have obviously finished above Rangers the last two seasons that, that they've been in the top flight. And I just think it's it's kind of panic station setting for Gerard. That's why he's coming. Nah, nah. I, I wouldn't buy I <laughs> yeah. wouldn't buy panic stations at all. Uh, first and foremost, if I was Derek McInnes, I'd be worried after that game because Rangers did play Aberdeen off the park with 10 men. Uh, and Rangers have been mugged by a wonderful goal from Bruce Anderson. But... These things happen in football And it's perfectly allowable You can get played off the park all day long And then you equalise in the last minute So there's no panic from uh, Stephen Gerrard He must have gone down the road last night Believing that Rangers are a f- On the right track here Yeah, certainly going to finish above Aberdeen on the table What about the other thing Gary said there, Alex? Because you quite clearly stated earlier in the programme You do not think that referees are out to get Rangers yep. So... So why may Stephen Gerrard say that? Could it be that siege mentality well, thing that, that Gary talks about? Do, do managers yes, sometimes do that to, to, to create that us against them mentality? 100% And it's part of his job to do that Because in the media you try and do it So Alex Ferguson done it in yeah. the 80s up at Aberdeen You're trying to create an environment A winning environment And then you're trying to kind of pull together a group of boys That have just been thrown in in the last six weeks together So you're doing that And it's, it's every manager's job It's not just Stephen Gerrard's And so uh, I get what he's what he's trying to do. I just thought that he should have took the game on its own merit, and I think that's one of the reasons why people like Steve, uh, Gary are coming on the state, uh, on the show now and saying he's panicking. I I actually like a lot of the stuff that Stephen Gerrard said. Yeah, he's called out his players at times when they've not played good enough, when it's been competitive, when it's been friendly games. It doesn't strike me as a guy who's panicking, but. To bring the the comments to the table yesterday, for me, it doesn't do him any favors. Man, man gets mugged. Man takes huff Man goes off his head in the press room Happens all the time And Sir Alex Sir Alex convinced The whole of the northeast of Scotland That the west of Scotland Had a conspiracy against Aberdeen He came from Govan <laughs> Thank you to Gary In the Gorbals uh, Rangers are closing in on a deal For Osiek left-back Borna Barisic So get your thoughts in on that please 01419511025 Alex we understand it's a deal worth round about £2 million uh, now significantly he played against Rangers yep. twice in the last couple of weeks for Osijek 25 year old left back a couple of Croatia caps as well you've had a good look at him in the yes. last couple of weeks what do you make? well listen I uh, I was impressed with him particularly in the first game I thought he was probably the best player uh, he was bombing up and down that uh, that channel which ultimately brought him to Steven Gerrard's attention I was with Scott Arfield doing something uh, at Ibrox last Wednesday and I was saying, oh, that, you need to kind of watch this kid. He looks as if he's impressive. And uh, he says, Alec, he was unbelievable. We need to kind of nullify him. He managed to get the goal the other night as well. So it's someone that they feel as if it's going to be beneficial for them to to bring in. The the upshot to all that as well, Gordon, is where does that leave Lee Wallace and 
uh, Declan John So it'll be interesting to see whether there's one or two going out the door and, uh, uh, If this deal goes through, which it looks like it's going to do That would be the thing Hugh Keevans It's the, the knock-on effect Declan John, rumours of uh, a move to Swansea on loan um, Lee Wallace, you would assume, has no long-term future at Rangers if, if that's the case Yeah um, uh, My cynical old mind turns to the money being spent on bringing him in from Croatia Rangers have put out a lot of money They must really believe in Steven Gerrard's ability to deliver a title sooner rather than later And uh, right away, here goes another £2.5 million on top of many millions of pounds already spent So they are pushing the boat out You've also got John Flanagan, I have to say, the last couple of games I thought he's been absolutely outstanding He's been very aggressive for a guy that's not his natural position He doesn't have to give you a good option Gary's in Bishop Briggs Gary that potential signing of Borna Barisic We expect it to go through fairly soon What do you make of that? Well, he looked quite impressive In the two games that we played against him um, He likes to get forward and He likes to put a ball into the box But putting a ball into the box is, We don't seem to have anybody in there at the moment In terms of a target man that we, that we get on the end it. We seem to be trying to play through the middle of a lot of defences so. I think that's one of the key things as well Gary isn't it? He's obviously trying to get another striker in um, because he, he needs more options going forward. Uh, Sadiq's not quite up to speed yet, you know, and uh, so they need more options in the offensive area. No, absolutely, absolutely. And Gary, what what do you think about the the knock on effect, if you like, for the the other left backs and the other defenders that are there? Well, it certainly looks as if Lee Wallace has kicked his last ball for Rangers anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, if Declan De- 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 John is the rumours, I believe that he's that he's been targeted by Swansea. Um, then it, 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 he's cover there. I mean, it, it, they've got cover in both the full back areas with John Flanagan, so he's got a bit of flexibility there. So you could, you, you could put two Lee Wallace is on, so it allows, it allows Lee Wallace to come off the wage bill, doesn't it? Well, you, you could put two and two together and say Lee Wallace back to Hearts, where he came from, and Kyle Lafferty hmm. back yeah. to Rangers. Uh, but these things always come down to Lee Wallace will no doubt be on a handsome wage. At Rangers And can that handsome wage Be matched by Hearts So you know He cannot penalise Himself In order to facilitate A transfer for Kyle Lafferty Uh, Gary we don't have Too much longer left But I know you did want to make Some comments about Steven Gerrard So please feel free Yeah yeah Just quickly Gordon If that's okay In Mm -hmm. terms of the Morelos incident yesterday What what I'd like to ask the panel Was that If if, if Morelos is more more cute Than he has been Over the last few years And he's catching here if Morelos goes down When he bars to Stephen McKenna Is the referee taking a different viewpoint on that? Well, let's see the interesting thing about that, uh, Gary Well, I mean, he certainly doesn't kick him Because he's on, on the ground then But Yeah, but but the thing is If he takes a different See, if you take that He needs to box clever Because he's been targeted time after time Because he's got a little bit of a hot fuse He just blows And he's trying to get in people's faces He's lashing out So by that definition He needs to change uh, Back to the instance as well that how the linesman naturally never saw McKenna doing that yet sees the actual kick is another uh, argument altogether. Is the McKenna one? <laughs> is it quite typical though? And I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just wondering. You, you do tend to see defenders do that. I mean, God, I, it's, God, it's not the type of thing that usually gets the play stopped. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying you know that, that didn't surprise me when I when I saw it. See, from an Aberdeen point of view, you're delighted. And you're encouraging your centre half to try and lay one on a centre forward, trying to intimidate him, trying to bully him, trying to get him off his game mindset. You're talking to him, saying next one you're getting copped and all this sort of thing. You're encouraging that, 
But from my point of view is how If the linesman sees the kick How he doesn't see the barge If they'd have given them two yellow cards No one would have been two mm. I think, mate, And I think that's the imbalance Where people are getting a wee bit frustrated with the whole thing Isn't it great the SFA We need to sort this out now <laughs> The Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is time for you to get involved with Beat the Pundit. It was a whitewash last week for the Pundits. Five out of five they won. Let's see if we can change that this week. It's 30 seconds up against one of the Pundits to try and win yourself a signed ball. Now is the time to call if you want to play tonight. 0141 951 1025 and you have until the news at 7 o'clock to get involved and it could be you playing Beat the Pundit after the news. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Keep the calls coming. In the first hour, we were discussing Alfredo Morelos and Stephen Gerrard's comments and Kevin Clancy. I'm sure we will get back to that. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to look at the draw for the Champions League and Europa League qualifiers. Celtic, Rangers, and Hibs now all know who they'll face. If they get through And we'll get to that After this Beat the pundit With goals In the Scottish Sun The SPFL And EPL Latest Every Monday Wednesday And Saturday It is time for Beat the pundit Alex Ray just did Five knees to chest He is warming up For tonight's quiz He takes it very Seriously indeed Let's see I don't want to see Hugh Evans try that It could be the end of him Just you stay where you are You stay calm uh, Andrew McDougall Is tonight's contestant Hi Andrew Hi how you doing Not too bad Fancy your chances tonight I've done the same warm up as Alex so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> The same warm up as Alex <laughs> We've got one each then Andrew You better not be you, you, I see you're from Bears Den Andrew You better not be Hugh Keevan's neighbour If you live above Mrs Keevan's oh. And you're doing knees to chest In the living room She will be up in a flash No doubt about it She'll be raging Anyway <laughs> Let's toss the coin uh, And see who you're going to be up against Heads it's Hugh Tails it's going to be Alex Who played last week at you two? Alex did Well you would think I'd fixed that But there you are It is actually head So it's over to you Hugh Keevans To take on your Bears Den brother Andrew ah. McDougall I'll give you some Clyde 2 So that you can't listen to us And we'll get the clock up and running Andrew you've got 30 seconds Head to head with Hugh You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit Okay Yeah okay yeah From which club did Aberdeen Sign Lewis Ferguson uh, Hamilton Which Turkish side Play their home games At the Vodafone Arena uh, Which American side does Johnny Russell play for? Uh, pass Alan Storer Cars are the shirt sponsor of which Scottish Premiership side? Who do Hull face tonight? Arsenal. Arsenal's Callum Chambers is close to completing a loan move to which English Championship club? Uh, Meadowsburg uh, Who managed Dundee United prior to Jackie McNamara? Who managed Dundee United prior to... Okay, I got you there I think one of those questions is a wee bit iffy actually I might have to perform a steward's inquiry on that But anyway let's bring uh, Hugh Keevans back Can you hear me? Yes Alright let's get the questions up and running The clock's ready Are you ready Hugh? Off we pop Yeah From which club did Aberdeen sign Lewis Ferguson? Hamilton Which Turkish side play their home games at the Vodafone Arena? Besiktas Which American side does Johnny Russell play for? Pass Alan Storer Cars are the shirt sponsor of which Scottish Premiership side? Dundee uh, Who do Hull face tonight? Pass uh, Arsenal's Callum Chambers is close to completing a loan move to which English side? Fulham uh, Who managed Dundee United prior to Jackie McNamara? Peter Houston Okay Right 
I've got a decision to make Oh I'm going to have to wipe out one of the questions I think I think it's only fair Because the question when I read it to Andrew Was Callum Chambers is close to completing a loan move To which English Championship club Of course Fulham are in the Premiership So the guy who wrote the question Is going to be getting a, <laughs> a rap in the knuckles So we'll just wipe that question out Because I think that's unfair on Andrew And I had changed it by the time I got to you Anyway Let's go through them From which club did Aberdeen sign Lewis Ferguson it is Hamilton You both got it right Well done One all Which Turkish side Play their home games At the Vodafone Arena It is Besiktas So well done to Hugh Keevans um, Andrew got that one wrong Two on to Hugh And in fact There's a guy who Always tweets to Say that we all Pronounce that team name wrong So I'm hoping he's going to Get back in touch right. Just just to keep me right uh, Which American side Does Johnny Russell play for Alex Give that Sporting a bash Sporting Kansas Sporting Kansas So none of you got it Still two one to Hugh Alan Storer Cars Are the shirt sponsor of St Johnston ah. So still 2-1 to Hugh Keevans Who do Hull face tonight? You didn't know that one Hugh But Andrew did It was Villa. Aston Villa So it's 2 all uh, Which means we flip the page Because I've wiped out the Fulham question Who managed Dundee United Prior to Jackie McNamara It was Peter Houston You both got it right And that means we go to our first tiebreaker of the season oh, Brilliant drama off. Right Andrew Here's the deal I'm going to read the question I'll invite Hugh to write down his answer and I will then tell you to give me your attempt as well, Andrew, okay? Okay, yeah, no problem. Uh, we're going to regret this question, by the way, because I'm going to have to get the calculator out. No doubt about it. Right, the question is this. In total, how many fans attended 788 SPFL matches across all four divisions last season? If you could see the look Hugh Keevans is giving me. So, 70, 788 matches across the full of the SPFL last season. How many fans... Turned up Hold on to your answer Andrew Hugh Keevans Show me yours Okay Right Andrew Give it a bash One million You going for one million Dead on Yeah Right Hugh Keevans has gone for 1.8 million Alex I'm just curious What have you gone for <laughs> <laughs> Let's see Come on Three million You think that's mental you would be the closest out the lot It's 4,445,000 So there we are uh, At 149 So you were both miles away um, But Hugh was just that little bit closer Hard lines Andrew no, no problem. Good Thanks man very much. There Thanks, we are Andrew. A valiant effort nevertheless oh, from yeah, Andrew yeah. Beating on the tiebreaker You don't mind that i take the producer outside in a minute know, Championship <laughs> club Come on Keep up to date will you Right 0141 We're going to speak about the draw because it was uh, quite an interesting one for Celtic Rangers and Hibs So get your thoughts in if you're a supporter of those teams Or just an interested spectator What do you think that means for the chances of progressing all the way to the group stages We'll do that in just a second Let's speak to Paul and Kirk and Tillich first Hi Paul Hi there, how you doing? Good thanks, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I'm just calling, it's regarding uh, Stephen Gerrard's interview mm-hmm. uh, last night uh, I didn't see it at the time but I saw it today uh, on, on Sky Sports News I was quite surprised at his reaction, considering how well he's came across uh, when he's been doing his commentary with BT Sport and stuff, you know, uh, where he was really, spoke a lot of sense and didn't get so involved uh, and sounded really good. But I think it came across that the difference is playing with Liverpool are playing with a lot of English teams. There's totally different from being involved in the whole firm, I think. Yesterday he finally knew he was uh, he was out of his comfort zone, and I don't think we. I think he might look back at that interview and think I didn't come across the greatest there, uh, and I think that's something that he'll, 
you'll maybe need to work on. See, you, you, I don't think there's panic stations yet. I just think no. it was a bit of an experience coming through. You know, if he goes back and reflects, Aberdeen were vastly inferior to Rangers. Rangers, I think, unless Aberdeen pull several rabbits out of the hat and sign several players, will not finish near Rangers in the league table. So it was a good day's work. He's already pulling out the big prediction. Yeah, Some of it. It's the sixth of August. Yeah, in you know, in many respects, it was a real good day's work for Rangers. Several players shorn at Pataudry and they looked the part. And ten men were better than anything that Aberdeen could offer. Whatever happened to it being a results-driven business, though, Hugh Keevans, and they both walk away yeah, with yeah. the same amount. So surely yeah. you, you can't have seen enough in the performance alone to write off Aberdeen. Well, you know, you're entitled to draw your own conclusions even this early in the season. I don't think Aberdeen will get near Rangers in the league table. So what surprised me was that since he arrived here, Stephen Gerrard has spoken very well, very impressive. And as Alex said earlier on, if it's a negative where Rangers are concerned and he says, I detect a real lack of quality in the final third, it sends out the message. And after he said that, Morelos scored in the next two games for Rangers. But I just think this stuff about the world's against us and save it. Never mind all that stuff. We've heard it up here for years. Everybody's paranoid up here about something or another. Just save it because nobody's interested in it. You've got millions to spend on players and millions have been spent and now another two and a half million pounds are about to be spent on a left back. You've got many advantages going for you. Bad decisions happen against all teams. There is no conspiracy. There is no agenda. Leave that to social media, Stephen, and get on with the football. Paul? Yeah, and I do think the And he's obviously had a couple of decisions which he feels went against him on the day. Now, see, I've have, I've been fortunate enough to play at Liverpool. See, to actually put it in context, that is an institution in itself. Oh. They, they compete at the very highest level for the last 30, 40 years where they've been winning uh, big trophies. Obviously, the, from the finances, have not been near it in the, in the Premier League. So he knows what it's like to compete at the highest level. And I don't think he'll be daunted at all. I think yesterday he's obviously got caught in the emotion. Might but still be he, different though Being the main man In terms of the manager no? Listen It's a totally different complexion I said that to you yesterday Gordon Whereas We, we spoke about What he'd achieved as a player And you know the, the gravitas he has In world football That doesn't make it any better He can't influence him The guys go on mm. that pitch And then there's the emotion of it all But even in the sending off We spoke about that In the programme yesterday He was so calm and composed We were speaking to his assistant Gary McAllister as well and they were sat there and they actually come up with a plan that actually looked very good and for 80 minutes they managed to execute that very well apart from the ball that came into the box. We see this all the time and no one's talking about that but that's because of then what Stephen Gerrard says afterwards. But see, see the actual the, see if we had taken away the words We've not had one of, call about the, 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 words know, the, the football performance. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing that that is actually taken the edge off of the whole performance. Yeah. We were very uh, complimentary of Rangers yesterday. They went out, the way they went about their business, they looked very compact. Going back to the Aberdeen thing with Hugh, 
Uh, I actually think Aberdeen will most certainly finish in the top four, and and that's just because it's early doors. They've still got one or two things up their sleeves, which might complement what they already have, and because of the history, Gordon, you know, over the last four years, they will be in the shakeup. Thanks to Paul and Kirk and Tillock We're going to discuss the draw for the Champions League qualifiers And Europa League qualifiers So get your thoughts in What does it mean for your team? 0141 951 1025 Celtic will face either Malmo or Vidi From Hungary in the Champions League playoff round If they get past EAK Athens Rangers will play either Ufa of Russia Hope I've pronounced that properly Or Progress <laughs> Niederkorn Remember oh. them uh, If they beat Maribor in the third round And uh, Hibs probably with the worst draw of the lot They will face either Zenit St Petersburg Or Dynamo Minsk uh, If they beat Mulder in their third qualifying round Height of presumption I think To, to look too far ahead AEK Athens for Celtic Massive game on Wednesday night I do believe Celtic need to build up A very healthy cushion To take to Greece with them And Maribor for Rangers uh, track record of yeah. dismissing Scottish clubs Height of presumption to mm. look beyond those Yeah, I get that But I mean the draw's been made yeah, Alex course, yeah, You're not going to avoid it Can we draw the conclusion That Celtic's toughest test out of those two Will be AEK Athens And, Ra- and uh, Rangers' toughest test Maribor. Will be Maribor I'm not saying if they get through this one Then you know it's, it's automatic a It's a given Of course it's not But when you look at the teams that could yeah, have absolutely. been there particularly for Rangers a bit earlier on in, in the in the process. It, I don't, there are no easy draws, but you know what I mean. It, it, yeah. It's not as bad as it could have been. If, if if both Rangers and Celtic get through, Gordon, they will both feel as if they can go the full yeah. hogging into the groups. I thought they were very generous draws, and we're only really talking about today. The management team of both teams, or all three teams, will be solely focused on the the, the challenges ahead. Uh-huh. There's some really tough games, you know. You've got. Uh, Maribor, you know, in the Champions League last year Drew with Seville and the like So that ain't going to be a pushover for Rangers They only have to be on the their A game Otherwise they won't compete AAK Athens I've, We've had reports saying that there's few injuries and whatnot But you're never quite sure what they're yeah. actually going to bring mm. to the table It will be a that. really really difficult uh, game for them as well And then obviously you've got uh, Mould at, uh, you know uh, Ed through Edinburgh with Hibs So they're all very difficult ties in their own merits. Uh, unfortunately for Hibs, you know, when you look at Zenit and Dino Minsk, that looks a really difficult prospect if they get through. Yeah, the high bees, Hugh. I mean, they've got a, a tough enough round as, at the moment as it is to play Mulder. They may well fancy their chances, I'm sure they will. And listen, I'm not saying they're going to write themselves off, but Zenit St. Petersburg, uh, we had a good look at them last season. What a test that would be for Neil Lennon's side. If you're a Hibs fan, though, you're having a great time. Whether it's European football or the start to the Premier League with the three-goal thumping of Motherwell, the season ticket you've got for East of the Road is good value for money. Uh, but you spoke earlier, Gordon, of the, the the different dynamic presented by the English transfer window closing on August the 9th, Thursday. Neil Lennon is looking at his very best player and wondering whether he'll be a Celtic yeah. player or a player with a club in England by Thursday. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you look at the test at the moment, because I think Hugh is spot on in the sense that the people within the club won't be looking too far ahead. You've yep. got huge tests uh, to get through first. Um, and that's happening, you know, this week, Alex. We are Monday night, we're still very much involved and engrossed in what happened at the, the weekend. weekend. Yeah. There's so much ahead. Stephen Gerrard can't afford to be, Brendan Rogers can't afford to be, because, you know, no. these games are coming thick and fast. And 
Maybe I'm exaggerating by saying it can make or break your season But particularly for Celtic When they know that their real aim is to be Champions League group stages yeah. um, The next couple of weeks for all these sides is vital Yeah absolutely You know I think uh, Brendan Rodgers if He didn't get to the Champions League would be devastated for the point of view as you know Because of the competition He would want to do well Finances and everything that goes with it uh, Domestically he feels as if he's assured The personnel he's brought in Edward for 9 million uh, Probably a few more players in the coming weeks Steven Gerrard will be looking to progress uh, into the next round as well because it, what it does, Gordon, it actually brings confidence to everyone. It gives you that belief. And you can clearly see that uh, from last year's exploits in Europe to this year. And, and you know, they'll be uh, looking to kick on. OK, let's get back to the phones then. It's 0141 951 1025 if you would like to get in touch. Stephen's in Parkhead. Hi, Stephen. Uh, it's just exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I don't want to keep you too long, but about 15 years ago, whoever won the Premier League Celtic Rangers were getting through into Champions League 15 years later we're now having to get through four qualifiers can you ever see a day where the Scottish coefficient is going to be high enough where whoever wins the league in Scotland are going to get into the group stage or do you think that's just pie in the sky now I mean Hugh if you look at the way the money situation is and, and the way the big leagues have the, the easier path if you like it, that looks a long long way off for us ever to get an automatic spot back yeah uh, 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 you know, in a sense, you've only hit yourselves to blame for a poor coefficient. But uh, UEFA uh, make it clear that they see this as being an elite tournament for the elite clubs. Um, so yep. they're actually trying to make it harder for countries like Scotland to provide yep, teams in the group stages. Yeah, but I mean, you can't that that train's left the platform. It's not coming back in reverse. You know that the. the the uh, it is all about money, but it's all about money for for Celtic and Rangers as well. You know that's why millions are being spent on players. Yeah, we have to also we also have to look at this season. You know the points that we've picked up here has been really encouraging. Yeah, for a change. You know, if you look in recent years, losing to teams like Luxembourg and Malta, and that you know that's that's just putting it more and more on the back foot all the time. So this season will be looked upon as a, a lot better. So, but we have to do that on a more regular basis. We would have to go through a couple of these games uh, over the next couple of weeks as well, and then obviously, if, if one or two of them get into the the group stages by nicking more and more points, it gives you more kudos going forward. I think you know Dave King's already on record as saying that Rangers will become a sustainable business when they play in Europe regularly, and he wasn't talking about the Europa League. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers is here not just because. Celtic are trying to to win as many titles in a row as their fans are demanding, but he's surely got to be here because he wants to improve Celtic's standing in Europe at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, the, the European thing is something with Brendan as well. He's, he's track record since he came to Celtic. All being, there's that argument that you know, the getting there with the finances is good enough. But if you go back to recent years, Neil Lennon in the group stages beating Barcelona, Alex McLeish getting to the last sixteen. Uh, Gordon Strachan doing also so you've got to push the bar, the bar as high as possible Gordon and, and to accept just getting there and, and cannon fodder doesn't really quite work now OK thank you to Stephen and Parkhead Neil is standing by in Kirk and Tillock but we're going to take a second uh, and we're going to get the full time teaser set up Ooh. that's when we give the guys between now and the end of the show to come up with the answers to your questions get your pen and paper ready you're going to enjoy this one it's coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's 25 past seven, which means 
It's time to set up the full-time teaser That's when we invite you to send your questions in And we give the guys between now and the end of the programme To try and come up with the answers If you've got any good questions And I'm sure you do I know that there's some great questions out there Fire them over to fulltime at clyde1.com That's fulltime at clyde1.com This one's been sent in by Scott Fleming from Kirkcaldy mm. We're going back a little bit not as far back as you can go To be fair Hugh yeah. um, This will be very recent history in, As far as you're concerned Right Can you name the 10 managers In charge of SPL clubs When the league began In August 1998 Levine No So when the SPL kicked off In August 1998 Can you name The 10 managers In charge of the SPL clubs Walter Smith no 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 Oh be we uh, Dick Yes <laughs> We Dick Advocate you Yes mean? Yeah Indeed Dick Advocate is the Rangers manager Any from you Hugh Evans? Tommy Burns mm, No I don't think so Nope 1998 When the SPL started Joe Vengloss Yes uh-huh. So we've got Joe Vengloss At Celtic We've got Wee Dick Advocate, as Alex said, at Rangers, which means you've got eight to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I thought, you'd get, I thought you'd get a few more than that, I must say. Yeah. I mean, if it's any consolation to you, when you see some of the names, you'll go, oh, Jockey yeah, Scott. of course. Great shout. Thanks well very done. much. Jockey Scott at Dundee. Uh, Dundee United uh, at that time. 98. 20 years ago. <laughs> There's a bit more silence than I had anticipated I must admit That's because we're thinking Anyway we're the third of the yeah. way there Scott Fleming and Kirkcaldy well done It's a good question to kick us off So send your questions in if you want to get them on uh, future shows Full time at Clyde1.com Who? Alex Miller Did you say Willie Miller first and yeah. then you changed it? Well I'm saying Alex <laughs> Or which one? I'm going for Alex Miller at Hibs Good choice no, uh, Who? <laughs> Not Hibs Oh does it matter? Um, I've seen another like Miller win. It's not a Hibs. <laughs> Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Oh, I can't believe I dived in and let you away yeah. with that. Right, okay. Alex. Tommy, Tommy McLean. Yes, right. You're, you're doing really well now. No, Dundee United. All right. Alex Miller, Aberdeen. Joe Vengloss, Celtic. <laughs> We're getting them right. Jockey Scott, Dundee. Tommy McLean, Dundee United. And Dick Advocate, Rangers. Plenty of time to get back to. Them So much for all the silence We've got Yeah you're doing, you're doing well I must admit Right we're going to look back On yesterday's game At Easter Road Between uh, Hibs and Motherwell It was a fairly convincing win For Hibs wasn't it A 3-0 uh, victory in the end Let's hear from both managers Shall we Starting with Hibs boss Neil Lennon It succeeded my expectations That's for sure It was marvellous Really enjoyed it There was a calmness about us today A bit of fatigue kicked in You could see the last 20 minutes But the job had been done You know Nice to have a clean sheet as well And um, three goals spread around but an all-round really good performance. Delighted with the players who came in. Bartley was great, and uh, two young players who we want to give an opportunity to. Took their opportunity today. They were excellent. There's going to be inconsistency along the way, and you know greater challenges that lay ahead. We're just in a in a decent place at the minute. I think they got a lot of confidence from you know getting through on Thursday. It was fraught. It was difficult, and we're going to have more of the same on Thursday night than on next Thursday. But it's exciting for them and. They're getting a real feel for it, you know, they're getting the experience of it and I can only stand them in good stead. The only bid we've had in concrete is Celtic, you know, and that hasn't met our valuation. I would be 
amazed if he didn't get more offers in for him. He's just outstanding, peak of his powers at the minute. And he's handled the situation brilliantly. So that speaks volumes not only for the, the player he is, but his personality as well, because it can't be easy for him. And uh, he's just gone about his business. He's out, outstanding again today. You've always got to take the finance into consideration. You know, Brighton and Hove Albion have spent £54 million in this uh, transfer window. What's well, another four or five to them? So they're a danger. It's a bit like your pension pot, yeah, really. Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, in my dreams. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, they're a threat to Celtic, who obviously want John McGinn. And I would still say that John McGinn would rather go to Celtic than anywhere else. Uh, but we'll know by Thursday. Which way the wind is blowing uh, I Hibbs is on Twitter saying that You know Hibbs are more Alex than, yeah. than just John McGinn yep. But you know he is a very good player What about yesterday They certainly um, were convincing yes. Motherwell of course had chances to come back into it later on um, Couldn't take them yeah. And uh, it's a, a Yeah like I say Convincing way to kick off the league campaign for Hibbs They actually look to me as a really exciting team Gordon They've kicked on from where they were last year I think it was at 19-20 goals already this season It's, it's a remarkable uh, offensive play Look, that, that was without you know Camberry and McLaren from the start yeah. yesterday. And, and the thing is, they're happy to play that brand of football. If you're a Hibs fan, you're in, embracing that all day long. Uh, defensive frailties, you know, they, they pass up some several opportunities, but it's a brand of football that, that, that I think was it's fifteen, sixteen thousand season tickets as well. Yeah, it's really impressive. Uh, doing well in Europe, started the season well. Um, they've got young Stevie Mallon, who's a free kick expert. You know, he's I work closely with Stevie's. Uh, excellent from 25 yards in He's he's, he's prolific um, And you know I, the, They're talking about Bringing back uh, Brandon uh, Barker, Barker perhaps as well. Yeah if they bring him back As well That's another offensive option So Listen I think Neil uh, They're doing really well they're, they're, they're a club That's on the front foot And uh, they'll be looking To try and break in As, as you says uh, Go up to third yeah. This year Yeah uh, Even second But again I, I know that Hibs are not a one man team And no team is uh, But To take McGinn out of the Hibs side Would be a, a savage blow for Neil Lennon mm. I just hope that um, He can recruit well If it's all done in time for him to recruit uh, Because As I say the, the season ticket at Easter Road Is well worth the price Goals galore Even the end to last season Where it's a 5 all draw with Rangers They just picked up with the left off And they start Buying in goals Left, right and centre In European and domestic matches So Sunshine on Leith That was Neil Lennon Let's hear from Stephen Robinson Listen a difficult one to take You know we contained them really well We came with a game plan We had only a certain amount of defenders We could put in the pitch So we knew that Those boys perhaps weren't quite ready to play An incredible decision changes the course of the game I'm not saying we lost the game because of that But it certainly changes the course of the game Our decision making for the second goal was poor We got punished for that So that's something we can control and, You know and then you go and chase the game You're 3-0 down And even at that we had uh, I mean a lot of chances A lot of chances Danny Johnson You know he hits the post He's 2-1 on ones He's a goal disallowed for another deliberate handball you know, so some decisions obviously had a big, a big influence on the game. I just don't know how it was classed as deliberate handball in any shape or form. You know, the, the, the shot's gone straight into Trevor's hands. It's, you know, it's not flying into the top corner of the net. Uh, it's Usually I don't say anything and you get wrapped by everybody. But it's, you know, it affects people's livelihoods. It affects the result. And, and against a very good Hibs team, they certainly don't need decisions like that going against you. I have to add you, I've only got two fit defenders at the football club, um, and I say fit, you know, Peter Hartley's just still getting back, and we're throwing him in, I thought he'd done well. Liam Donnelly's my other one, who I thought was exceptionally good today. Barry Maguire was suspended, so I have to get another defender definitely in um, by next week. Yeah, but have got personnel 
issues Hugh oh, Keevan's sure. um, injury you know, is, is one thing You get that in football uh, It comes at the same time As they've obviously moved on Cedric Keeper For a nice sum of money It yep. must be said um, But Stephen Robinson Does have some Some personnel issues To, to sort out In the coming weeks And he's got a Lanarkshire derby uh, To come The weekend Against the Ackies uh, You know You don't want another setback uh, In that particular fixture You don't want to Have back to back Defeats But He's shown since becoming the Motherwell manager that he's dogged, determined, the eye for a player. Uh, so everything will mm. be fine. But as you say, there are issues at the moment that have to be overcome injury and suspension wise. Uh, I was actually going to say, I was really impressed with the, the, the boy Danny Johnson last night. You know, he looked a right handful and could have scored a couple of, couple of goals on the day. Uh, Tommy and Greenock is a referee. He wants to give us his expert view on yesterday's incident So we'll get to him in a second But let's speak to Neil in Kirkintillock first He's been hanging on for quite some time Hi Neil Hi there guys, it's uh, Neil McNeil Hi Neil, how are you doing? Uh, not bad mate, yourself? All good, what's your point tonight? Uh, right, well first of all I want to say I feel that the mighty Rangers are on their way back However, we're nowhere near home and dry uh, Personally I was at the Ossigit game on Thursday there and then obviously the game yesterday as well. Now, fair enough, Rangers were 10 men yesterday. Uh, but obviously it was a Morelos error. Whether it's a red card questionable, I'm not going to talk about that. However, both games, we've seen Rangers defend like their life depends on it for vast, vast majority of the game. But also, I've noticed the last two games, both goals have been scored in the 90th minute, uh, which is really when you want the game secured. So... I don't know, personally, obviously I think the team is vastly improved from last season, but two games now, uh, both goals scored in the 90th minute, like I said. Does that not does that not suggest it's a, a, a possible mental weakness? I know they're going on as if uh, the, mental, the mental issues are behind them, but I think potentially this could point to some more issues. There's two games in a row, and obviously that's happened. I just want to know your thoughts. Well, to be honest with you, it's, uh, when you take both games in the merit, I think uh, Osiek were throwing the kitchen sink at it. You, you, in both games as well, you look at the weekend there, you know, Aberdeen are pushing everyone forward. So the, the dynamic of the game actually changes. And it's like last-ditch stuff. Sometimes you see I, it I out. Agree. I completely agree with what you're saying. However, I did notice yesterday, I don't know what you guys thought again, but uh, Rangers really did sit deep. And Mipnou for the last 10 minutes sat very, very deep. And yeah. I don't think it helps them. I really don't think it helps the style of play. I don't think it helps the players. And uh, I don't know what Gerard's thoughts are towards it either, but I think uh, the way they sat back, it kind of invites the pressure on. You see, see, since the, the two games in which you're talking about, the, the t- I, I've actually been really encouraged by Rangers about the amount of pressing they do right for the off. They're right in people's faces. And now, see, when you take it, yesterday's game as an example, when you're actually 80 minutes with 10 men, it's, at some point it actually takes its toll. Psychologically, you start dropping off. And I think, as I said earlier on the show, I think Ryan Jack going off as well. You know, he's just patrolling the midfield and uh, putting blocks on. So I think it's a bit harsh to actually be saying that that's a mental block yeah. with circumstances like I, that. I, I, I do think that we overthink things uh, when we discuss our football. You know, Celtic lost the goal to death uh, on Saturday. You know, the, the, I think where Neil's coming from is because their goals that. Well, I suppose the, the one in Europe didn't cost them, to be fair. But yesterday's different. It turns a win into a draw. I know, but the, it, last minute goals are as valid as first minute goals. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, to say it's all down to mental weakness, no. They'd a lapse in concentration, as Celtic had a lapse in concentration against Livingston. Uh, so we overthink it. 
we, we come up with the most convoluted explanation for anything that happens of a negative nature. Sometimes you just switch off and you get caught. Alex, talking about the, the overall standard of defending, Neil thinks it's improved, you think yes. it's improved. What about the goal Rangers loss yesterday? Connor Goldson was a man who seemed to be in the right position, but then he sort of moved out the way of it. Yeah. I mean, you'll be able to explain it better yeah. than me from a football perspective. I think when the boy moves it from his right foot, uh, Anderson moves it from his right to left, he shifts it. And when you look at Connor Golson's body position, Gordon, he's side on. And I think he loses his bearings because when he when the Aberdeen player strikes to the far corner, he pulls his leg. It looks as if he's pulling his legs away. I mean, does he think it's going wide and he's well, trying to avoid that's, it? That's the only thing. Because that, that will disappoint Stephen Gerrard, won't it? Yeah, well, I think it will disappoint the player because, you know, it's it was at one goal conceded against the Croatian team the other night in four games. So they've been trying to build on that. We've already highlighted uh, Rangers' vulnerability defensively last year. They were really poor. Uh, so it's something they've actually identified that they want to improve. Now, if you take the whole Aberdeen game, Hugh, mm-hmm. it was a one shot in target in 90 minutes. Yeah. And I think that's what, well, 96 minutes, but that that's what the Rangers management team will be kind of concentrating on. How do we eradicate that? And it may well be in a bit deeper, but circumstances take its toll. Thank you to Neil. Tommy is on the line. Tommy's a referee, so I'm assuming he's going to give us some expert insight. Tommy, tell us what you made of yesterday's incidents. And you're a Morton <laughs> fan, by the way. I wouldn't like you say expert, but what was it? <laughs> Everybody's uh, on Kevin Clancy, but it obviously was a mistake. It wasn't Kevin that made the decision. It was a line. So we don't actually know what the assistant ref said to Kevin. True. How, how, how much spin he put on it or what um, he messed they lashed out from so obviously Kevin's going in his advice and sending them off so they have it's pretty unfair mm. sort of. I think we uh, Tommy I actually think Hugh and myself were all saying in the programme yesterday that was most certainly yeah. the linesman yeah. made that call yeah. let me ask you Tommy then with your referee's hat on how you would interpret this rule because ultimately that's what it comes down to the rules here in black and white but I want to know you know if you're on the pitch and you're in that situation Violent conduct is when a player uses Or attempts to use Excessive force Or brutality Against an opponent When not challenging For the ball You're on the pitch uh, Tommy How on earth do you judge What's excessive force And, and what isn't? If I'd have seen the whole incident I'd have Yellow carded um, The boy at Barb's Dintium And I'd also yellow carded uh, Morelos Right so, 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 going, so going on what you're saying then You acknowledge that Morelos Kicked out And therefore it's a yellow But you don't think He kicked out Hard no. enough To, to be sent off So to speak If you actually watch him When the boy Barb is in him he's, good, he's, good, he's losing his own footing And he's sort of One leg up there And he just kind of flicks out Not a kick A flick I would say it's like yeah. I mean, A petulant flick Rather than a kick I would say That's the thing Hugh and I mean, See Barb is doing See Barb is doing game When I do games on a Saturday I always have about Seven men per team But that's why It brings us back to the challenge Hugh Because Tommy doesn't feel that that was a Excessive force But other people might look at it and say that that They think it was Because how do you measure it I have listened to Every pundit available Since the game finished yesterday I have read all of my Pals in the the press And the daily papers Come on I have long standing friends We're your only pals (laughs) (laughs) I've read everyone I've listened to everyone and there is no unanimity Some think it was Some think it wasn't Some think it was harsh Some think it was understandable And now The Supreme Court comes in And they have to make the call Now The the funny thing about this country And what makes it great Alec Is that when they make the call And the decision is taken Nobody will believe it Yeah we'll disagree again anyway So But I'm happy now to 
hand over to the governing body That's why they're called the governing body They have to make a judgement call here And it either comes down on the side of Kevin Clancy and his team Because Tommy's quite right It was the assistant referee who suggested that it was a red card offence Or they come down on the side of the player And decide that he was innocent Okay, thanks to Tommy in Greenock for his thoughts. How are you getting on with this teaser? We're looking for 10 managers, the 10 managers in charge of the SPL clubs when the league kicked off in August 98. I love the tweet we've had in at Clyde SSB from uh, Kieran Dolan, who has says, I can tell you lads, and he's put up a picture of the old... Uh, Sticker album From oh, 1998 oh, I love it I hope right, he's got it. I want to see some pictures From inside Kieran I want to know that you've You've completed it Kieran can you send that To a Nokia <laughs> uh, Listen Jim Jeffries At heart Yes Right Jim Leishman At who Dim family No You've done me a kit mother <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Lambie No Oh So we've already got Alex Miller at Aberdeen Joe Vengloss at Celtic Jockey Scott at Dundee Tommy McLean at United Jim Jeffries at Hearts And Dick Advocat at Rangers Get your thinking caps on And we'll get the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans We're looking for On the teaser And by the way If you've got good questions Send it in To fulltime at Clyde1.com we're looking for 10 managers The 10 managers who were in charge of the SPL clubs When that league kicked off in 1998 We're doing quite well so far We've only got a couple left to get You're still looking for 3 by my reckoning Did you get, is it 4 actually? Four. I think it's 4 What yeah. have you got for me? We're going for Bobby Williamson At Kilmarnock Yes, well done right, That's 7 we've got now So 3 to get yeah, we've established it's a Hibs manager, but we're not quite sure who Have it you? is. Well, so you're saying Hibs are down then? I'm just, I'm just making sure that you're positive that Hibs were in the top division <laughs> at that time. No, no positive, but we're, we're going with it anyway. Right, okay. McLeish? What? Alex McLeish? No. Would Bobby Watson have been at Motherwell? No. No. Oh, he's got a wee twinkle in his eye there, uh, didn't he? No, no. I'm just saying you're because he's wrong. He's very wrong. <laughs> Well, he should have been at Motherwell then. Good manager. We're struggling. You're struggling. Right, well, I'll, I'll be kind to you, right? Because we're slowly running out of time. Forget about Hibs. Yeah, Hibs were not in the, we're not in the SPL Alec that season. Give us the three clubs then Motherwell, uh-huh. St Johnston, Dunfermline. And I said Jim Leishman. Uh, Peyton. Oh, oh, I thought you were never going to get that one. Really? I'll give you it, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well done. Bert Payton, well done to you. Where have I I don't know. I have <laughs> no, no idea either. I really thought you wouldn't get that. So we're still looking for Motherwell and St Johnston. The manager of those sides when the SPL kicked off in August 1998. Uh, let's. We're going to speak to Mark and Hamilton in a second, but this is a Monday night. We usually try and review the full weekend, Hugh Evans, but yeah. it's um it's been quite busy. Let, yeah. me, let me pull a, a couple of things. Um, out the hat in the last few minutes And see what we can squeeze in Let's talk about St Mirren first Shall we Hugh Evans? Because well, obviously back in the division um, Kick things off at home And get three points Poor old Jack Hamilton Is going to have to live with this game The Dundee goalkeeper He's made a howler And St Mirren have scored the winning goal Off it 
so he has to make sure that doesn't damage his confidence irreparably because they've got Aberdeen at Dens next weekend and that's a that's a biggie for both of them because who wants to start the season with back-to-back uh, reverses? Uh, so that's going to live with Jack Hamilton. But for St Mirren, you take it anywhere. If it, you, A caller on Saturday night said, maybe we, th- we stole it. Well, good, because there'll be a Saturday when you play really well and you don't get it. It like Rangers yesterday played really well and get one point instead of the three they should have got. I'm I'm delighted because I know, you know, each Saturday that we play, you know, I could be sitting here talking, you know, about mistakes that, I've, that we've been punished for. So, you know, we've managed to capitalise on on one today, and it's on it's on the other hand. Alex Ray, it was really the tale of two goalkeepers, wasn't it? Craig Sampson um, gives away a penalty, saves it, and up the other end, Jack Hamilton. Uh, dress it up whatever way you want It's oh, an listen. absolute howler Yeah you feel for Jack Hamilton it was, a, it was a really torrid time for the kid But on the other side of the coin You look to your goalkeeper uh, Craig Sampson had him up at Dundee And uh, I have to say It was a really strong arm And, he did. and, and, and he's been brilliant Sammy Since he uh, you know, threw the, the Betfred uh, League Cup as well Some of his saves have been brilliant So he's going to be uh, really important For uh, St Mirren going forward uh, and the young boy Mullen managed to get a brace as well which, So that's off to a flyer as well So big three points for some of them uh, Another game Hugh would have been Martin Canning's Hamilton now remember yeah. Already Really really poor Betfred Cup campaign Didn't get out of the group Some, some A lot smaller teams in Hamilton uh, Finished above them uh, And they kick off the season at home against Hearts And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fairly comprehensive defeat isn't it You have to give uh, Hearts credit You know, Hamilton Everyone Thought that Hamilton would either be automatic relegation candidates or would be in the playoff for sure. I think everyone in the program on Saturday had Hamilton in the, in the bottom two, um, and they, they looked like it as well at, at the weekend. Um, but Hearts potentially very interesting this season. The mediocrity of last season has gone. The the failed experiment with Ian Cathro. Uh, now they've got uh, Craig Levine back in charge there Good signings have been made And already on Monday night I'm really looking forward to 12.30 Saturday Hearts versus Celtic at Tynecastle. Martin Canning's lost the likes of Lewis Ferguson Ali Crawford, David Templeton in the summer And uh, he's quite clear that he needs some older heads Brought in before the end of the window I'm not saying everything's solved by experience But we, need to, we know we need to add defensively we need to, we need to make a bit more competition for places And add that little bit of experience that can that can help I'm disappointed that we lost two, three, four within what ten minutes as well. I think that's needs a couple of older heads in there just to see us and calm down. Two one, you're still in the game, very much still in the game. Uh, so Martin Canning, they've got a bit of work to do before the end of the window. Uh, Daniel Carlin has got the Motherwell manager that you're looking for in the teaser. I'll give you a couple more minutes. Marks and Hamilton. Hi, Mark. Hi, guys. Welcome back, and I hope you all have a, a good season. Good to be uh, back, Mark. Just to give you a wee different angle from the Morella sending off, uh, the sending off was triggered by the linesman mm-hmm. telling the referee that he needed to go. Mm-hmm. Watched the game yesterday and I watched highlights on Scott and BBC Scotland last night who came to the same conclusion. If you look at the angle the linesman sees it from, where he's got no obstruction in front of him, no other players in front of him, you can clearly see that Morellis puts his leg across both the Aberdeen players' legs, kicks out at him and contacts both the Aberdeen players' legs, which is violent conduct. If you look at it from the viewpoint of the cameras on the stand side where the referee's looking at it, 
you could argue that he's just flicked his leg out and players do that in many games. He should not even be have his fit, referee's finger wagged in his face or maybe a booking for it, etc., etc. But Stephen Thompson, ex-Rangers player, said on TV last night, players get barged into be defenders 24-7 as a striker. You don't lash out. You just know it's part and parcel of the game and you take your opportunity to either score or barge them back at a corner or whatever and even, even the balance out, is it, where you don't flick your leg out and kick a defender across the back of both his legs. That is violent conduct. Yeah. That is a red card instantaneously. But- and the referee, sorry, the linesman, stand, the linesman had that clear in his sights and he quite correctly informed the referee who did the right thing. That's the bit that Rangers can control, Hugh and Alex, is, is what Alfredo Morelos does 100%. in that situation. Will yeah. that conversation between Steven Gerrard and him have, have taken place already? Yeah, do you think? absolutely. The, the thing I is, mean, Rangers have appealed it, but yeah. that's not to say that they are okay with what no. Morelos did, if that makes no, sense. No, Steven Gerrard said it straight after the, the final whistle as well. Uh, he has to be accountable for the, the flick, the violence, whatever way you perceive this to be. And... Uh, if he continues to do that, he will cost Rangers over over that period. He has to eradicate this from his game, Gordon. It's it's a habit that he gets in. He gets involved in things that he doesn't need to, and he should focus on the things that he does well. The last couple of games, he's actually been getting applauded because he's put his cell about well. He's a goal threat, and over the course of a season, I think he will score goals. But if he's in, it has to be in the right mindset, Gordon. Mark, can I? Gordon, can I? Make, can I oh, sorry, you. I'm sorry, I, you. I'm, I'm just going to ask you a oh, question. Okay. This now goes to what I've been referring to as the Supreme Court, the SFA. If the SFA rescind the red card, would you accept that a professional tribunal of three men have looked at it and that in their professional opinion it's not a red card? Would you accept that? Well, Make it brief, a, a loaded, A loaded work cue because you've just got to because they've made it. But Rangers, I mean, uh, Stephen Gerrard's comments after the game yesterday were laughable. If there's one team in Scotland you can go through history of the current club, previous club, who have got unbelievable decisions from the official in Scotland, it's Rangers. And one point I would make as well... Can you make it really quickly, Mark? The very, end very of the show quickly. Very, very quickly. Rangers yeah. have brought embarrassment and shame to Scotland in the last few games. They've went to Europe <laughs> twice with fans with balaclavas on, singing shameful mm, songs. Mark, there's two players wounded outside Ibrox in a European Just be careful with this stuff, Mark, because we don't, we don't, do, unless you know specifically who was responsible, bottle, I just want you to be well, who, careful. Well, Scottish fans of, of, Mark, who are wearing blue strips. Right, well, I asked you to be quick. Yesterday, they've thrown a bottle into the Aberdeen fans. This needs to be knocked in the head. No more excuses from the media. It's one set of fans. Is this your idea of quick, Mark? Scotland. Yeah, because again, you're interrupting me because you don't let anybody criticise Rangers. Mark, the show ends at the same Talking time every back. night. Keep going if you want, you go, but then. I've got one minute well, do left. You, do you think what Rangers fans have did in recent games is, is, is good? A riot and we're with Wigan fans out in Glasgow streets with children and women walking about doing their shopping. Do you think that's condemn, condemnable? Hugh, I think we're going to have to... All behaviour of that sort from supporters of all clubs... Quick, well, you will get two answers left in the teaser. It. Of course we condemn it. What do you think we are? Subhuman. There we are Hugh condemned it for you Mark As you wanted Right we're looking for the Motherwell manager And the St Johnston manager In 1998 August when the league kicked off We've now only got 20 seconds to do it Which is not ideal That's no. Mark's fault Right The Motherwell manager was Harry Campman Oh I would never have got that Been here all night And I think the St Johnston one Then went to Dundee United 
Paul Sturrock Paul Sturrock There we are Uh, Right Really frantic end We need to finish off Thank you to Hugh And to Alex Thank you to all of you For phoning and for texting And for listening We'll do it all over again Tomorrow night More fun and games In the company Of Roger Hanna And Gordon DL But Callum Gallagher Is up next